week 12, 12th week, weirdest week. Right, Bryce? Definitely of the dozen. This, I have no idea what happened this week. Yeah. I, that Sunday night game was terrible. No quarterbacks played well. I mean, Herbert was terrible. Brady was terrible. Baker and Lamar even had their moments tonight. It was just bad week for everybody. Yeah. It was one of those weeks that you watched and you like felt bad. Not bad, but like you just felt not right. Not like you hate watched it. That's that's the best way to put it. Right. Like you're, like you're watching it because it's because it's here, but you're not gonna enjoy it. After I saw that Zach Wilson interception in like the first quarter, I was like, oh. It's going to be nine, well, ten more hours of this. That's exactly what I mean, it was. Wasn't his first half just one completion with an interception? Something. Or was it the first quarter? Whatever. Something. Something crazy like that, yeah. It was just a bad week for him. I expected a little more from his debut back from injury, but he didn't impress me at all like I thought he would. I figured he'd learn something. Matt LaFleur being up in the booth would help him like it helped the rest of the quarterbacks. Him having his, uh, I don't know, personal trainer there I thought would do something, but nothing worked for him. Hey, a win's a win. I mean, is he at that point of the year where they should be looking for wins? I I don't losing. I mean, I I respect that. And you go into every game trying to win, but it just seems counterproductive to the future of their organization and the future of the um, the Robert Sala era. Yeah, but if you look at it, Detroit, do we really think they're going to win at least two games like Jacksonville already has? Probably not. But, yeah. Fair. Jets and Jacksonville face off. At this point. So either the Jets win – and they stay ahead of Jacksonville, or the Jets lose to the Jaguars, and then I think because of the tiebreaker, the Jets get the spot if they finish off the same amount of wins. The Texans, I don't know. They beat the Titans on the road, so they might be due for another win. And the Seahawks are still really bad, so they're going to have two at the top worst. Top 10 picks at two, least. Yeah, two top 12 picks. So if the Jets go from three to five, it doesn't matter. I mean, it might matter if you're trying to get Aiden Hutchinson. But we'll see. I, I don't know. Probably Jacksonville will get him, and then everybody this time next year will be like, well, was Aiden Hutchinson really that good? Mm-hmm. But that's what happens when you go to Duval. <laughs> Speaking of Duval, let's talk about – well, it's not really Jalen Ramsey's fault, but let's just talk about the Los Angeles Rams. Odell Beckham Jr. has kamikaze another NFL franchise this season. And Devontae Adams gets the win and won't take the man's jersey. I respect the hell out of it. Yeah, you told him to go get Cooper Cup's jersey if you yeah. haven't uh, seen the interview yet. Oh. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> yeah, he just, he just like goes this. up to him and says, no, you want a Cooper Cup's jersey, go get his. So... 
Rams may have been overhyped after all those trades before the season. They've been Von Miller and Odell Beckham. We all expected a lot more from them, but they haven't even performed close to what we all hope for. That's the thing is that they did, though. They were doing extremely well. They were like, they were seven and two two weeks ago. Yeah, they still have holes, though. Coming off a bye week, you know, you were, ex- you like, I think the, you know, the loss of Robert Woods, strangely enough, seems to have done more damage than the addition of Odell Beckham Jr. could have done positive. Oh, and it's, not to cut you off, but Troy Aikman saying Robert Woods was the, a top three receiver in the NFL. The stupidest thing I've heard. That's, all year. that's absurd. I mean, I love Robert Woods. I'm a huge Robert Woods fan. I'm going to say he's top 40. Maybe like before the season, he was the best receiver on the Rams. He's not even the best receiver on the Rams anymore. He, I don't think he was before either. I think he was always supposed to be the number two to, to cup with the way things were going. Exactly. And it just sort of whichever one Stafford decided he wanted to throw to more was going to be the guy. Because Stafford's the guy made... who develops his number one. You could even argue he's like maybe not even the third best in that division if you want to put DK up there. Because I put DK above Robert Woods, but. Maybe yeah, less for his like. I think Robert Woods has has benefited with a massive experience. I think if we see the same from DK, DK will massively outclass him in the future. But I think I just think that Robert Woods has done so much stuff at a, a consistent, good level. Not great, not incredible, not elite, but a good level since entering the NFL. And he's tidied up the little things that he used to do wrong when he was younger. And he's in a scheme that works so well for him. And I'm so upset that he's out for the year. What I like to see today, too, is Van Jefferson making his case for Rams wide receiver two spot. Mm. Had three for 93 yards and touchdown. Should have had the second one if he, if his toe wasn't out of bounds. That was a great catch nonetheless, though. Mm. Yeah, I saw that catch. That was uh... that was crazy. <laughs> and Cooper Cup almost threw for a tutty. I missed for... that. Was that when you were yeah, that about? was to Van Jefferson. Okay, yeah. Oh, that was that the one. Okay, right, yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, a big takeaway from that game. This is why we don't – we learned after Russell Wilson, or we should have at least. This is why after six weeks, you can't just start to etch a name on the MVP trophy because Matt Stafford, whatever's going on, I don't want to blame him. I think it's Odell Beckham's fault, neither here nor there. And Aaron Rodgers, was it two, three weeks ago? People were legitimately saying he should be put in jail for deceiving the media. Mm. And now he breaks his toe and he's still able to run past the Rams on the same play that they did earlier this year in the playoffs. I don't know. Did the anyone Packers... hear what Joe Buck said about Aaron Rodgers' toe? No. He said... Something about Aaron Rodgers getting it immunized. <laughs> right, that's why. That, so, so, so it's good now, right? It's just yeah, it's like getting good. it fixed. It's just like yeah. if you got to put him into a splint and walk around with a boot for a while. Yeah, his toe's all better now. Just, just like that. Oh, good, good, good. I'm so free glad. from any other injury. <laughs> yeah, it can't get hurt. It's impossible. No, somehow. The Packers just—it seems like every position group they have. Is just somehow hurt or depleted. They go into their bye week with a huge win at home on Charles Woodson night. So I would say right now, even coming off the loss last week, they're eh, 
they're kind of in a good spot still. Yeah, I would say them are, you know, my Cardinals. But I guess you would have to Cardinals give are it to the Packers. Kyler Murray back. Cardinals are getting Kyler Murray back, which you got to be happy about. So. Yeah, but Cliff might be gone, Bryce. Cliff might leave us. No, Cliff to Oklahoma. I mean, he's got one more year left. On that might have been worse than the Jets-Texans game. Cliff Kingsford is going to leave for Oklahoma. You believe that? No. Did anyone actually watch that Jets-Texans game, though? I didn't. I mean, no, I just saw the sure. words Jets-Texans on the schedule, and I just I, I blacked out for like four hours. I asked, yeah, I, mean, Jack, I asked Jack before, LaFleur, because you two would never watch a Jets game unless the Bills were playing. But LaFleur, since he's been up in the box, drinks a 20-ounce Pepsi. And today he had a 12-ounce can of Coke. And the so that's kinda, why. Yeah, it spit and sputtered a little bit. Mm. So, you know, maybe he needs that red, white, and blue globe instead of the Coke. I mean, they sat down there and they said, they said mm, you know, is, is, we don't want to have Pepsi. Is Coke okay? And then just sort of the NFL branding just said, nope, we lose now. They fixed yeah. it because there's Coke. The other team or game between two, you could call it classes of a conference somehow. Patriots, Titans, Patriots won. Jets also <sighs> beat the Titans, so it's not that impressive, right? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, no, I mean, really, the, the Jets the beat a better Titans team than the Patriots did. Yeah. Titans did have nobody on their roster. I mean, they had to start Dontrell Hilliard and yeah. Dante Foreman. Yeah. If you would have, if you'd asked me who those two people were a week ago, I might not have been able to tell you. It's, it's, I mean, it's just, it, it's embarrassing for them to have to field that. I mean, they're one of the best teams in the league. Suppose, I mean, I wouldn't say supposedly they are one of the yeah. best teams in the NFL, but they've just healthy. gotten demolished by injuries. AJ yeah. Brown, Julio, Derek Henry. I mean, mm-hmm. the list goes on. They got linebackers mm-hmm. out that just really killed them today. Yeah. If they'd already clinched that division and you know, this was week 18 and you know, the Texans came out and they beat them 36 to 13 with all the backups in. Maybe it wouldn't be a huge issue. It wouldn't be a big deal. Week 12, Why is this any different, really? I mean, week 12 right now, it kind of might be a big issue if you're talking about seeding. Yeah, I mean, playoff seeding, it matters. But it's uh, when people seem to be giving the pitchers <clears throat> a massive amount of credibility. And I do think they are a very good team right now. But to act like they're one of the best teams in the entire NFL based on what we've seen so far just feels dishonest. Yeah, I mean, they're... I mean, there's, there's trying to be Kendrick Bourne and Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar as starting receivers. Yeah, they're doing a, 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 I, I think they're massively overperforming from the standard that we, that we were supposed to be expecting from them. And I think Bill Belichick deserves a massive amount of credit oh, he does. For, putting, for putting together a team that's able to function the way they do. He's built essentially a little safety net for uh, Mac Jones, and it's it's working. It's working very well. It's a, an offense that's designed to gear guys open in the areas, you know, of, of the field that he throws well to. Um, and to consistently create sort of this, here's your guy, here's your next guy, you know, second read, first read, second read, first read, first read, first read, second read. It's just supposed to be, he's getting his hand held for the entire process. And I think that it's a great job of Bill Belichick to do so, but it also means that I'm not super afraid of the Patriots offense yet. 
I think that there's. No, I don't think anybody is. You just got to contain the intermediate broads. Yeah. Five to 10 yards and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Just have decent run, uh, run, you know, run defense integrity, you know, mind your gaps and, um, you know, cover the middle of the field well. Not, doesn't even have to be exceedingly well, just well enough. Force them to either, you know, force them to modify the game plan to beat you a little bit. And I think that's the, that's the, going to be the key to shutting down that offense. Getting past that defense is another issue entirely. I think they're incredibly impressive. They get great pressure with only four rushes and they have solid coverage downfield. Linebacker group could use work, but that's, uh, you know, that's sort of, strangely enough, that's become one of the least important positions in an offense today, I find, just a you know, group of linebackers. Obviously, elite ones will take your defense over the top, but you can survive with mid, mid-strength linebackers if you can perform well from the defensive line and the secondary. That middle, that, that middle part of the field, defending it becomes somewhat less important in the modern NFL. Especially with all these box safeties mm-hmm. coming into the league now, like Jamal Adams. I know there's a couple more that I'm forgetting, but my point still stands. I don't think outside linebackers, inside linebackers really matter a whole lot with how well these safeties are covering field right now. Yeah, and so many and so many of the league's best defenses play in nickel. Like it's it's becoming increasingly common to see teams play, you know, 50-60% of their snaps in a game in nickel. Um, you know, sometimes more. Uh, it just seems like a, it's a consistent base defense in a passing NFL. You need the faster guys out there. You're not looking to stuff the box every single play on defense and you know bottle up the run. You need that. You know you need those slightly more agile, slightly quicker guys with you know a little less size and a little, a little more mobility to really lock people up. And that's one of the things that I think that could. Uh, could yeah, that's one of the things that really really makes me nervous about these Patriots defense is that they're able to perform like that regardless of whether they're using linebackers, safeties, or nipple corners. It's 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 a damn, damn good uh, setup. And I think the first team that understands how to uh, negotiate that is, uh, they, they, I mean, they're going to pick them apart. Obviously, then then the, uh, the opus goes on the, uh, the Patriots to adjust again, and that, that moment will prove whether or not they're a team that's willing to contend in the playoffs. Game of the day, I would say, pretty much unanimous. Indianapolis Colts, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. The Wentz wagon was back there for a good, like, hour and a half. I was fully on board again. The Wentz wagon, I mean, still pretty confident in Carson. He's, you know, turned it around. And somehow, I mean, it's not that surprising with all of the Titans injuries that we talked about a little earlier. But the Colts are only two games out of the division. And with Tennessee, you know, couple game losing streak, Henry not coming back, A.J. Brown, you know, food poisoning one week, whatever he has wrong with him now. Mm. Colts, and they're they're playing better. They got their in-season hard knocks going. They could be a team to watch out. This is like, I hate those, oh, you know, it's a loss but a win. But this – for the Colts to contend with the Bucs as long as they did. And Leonard Fournette bursting through for a fourth touchdown away from potentially getting the ball back with a little more time and having to tie it instead of score a touchdown. 
you know, it, it was a good game for Indianapolis. And yeah. Michael Pittman can't get beat by a, a shorter safety like that again. That was a no. terrible. Now, let me ask a question. Are you more concerned with the Buccaneers after this game or more like happier with how the uh, Colts played and how their future looks? I mean, I would say that the um, I mean, I'm Matt, this game was super encouraging despite the loss for, for the Colts. But considering the fact that the Buccaneers have been in shaky territory lately, and considering that the Colts are genuinely looking like a real contender coming out of the AFC, they're like yet another real contender coming out of the AFC. Um, I would say that this is one of those scenarios where both these teams have to be pleased with the way they look. Obviously, the Buccaneers are happy with the result and the Colts are a little disappointed. Um, but these teams looked as good as they could really look against each other. And um, I can't really find a fault with uh, being happy with your performance if you're a Colts fan right now. You know, it's encouraging. It you're still well within the playoff race in the AFC. You know, you got tiebreakers over some good teams. And you're, uh, yeah, you're just a couple of wins away from making the playoffs. I would, I say just hunker down, make the playoffs, and it doesn't matter it. what happens when you're in. Hmm? They might even get a home game out of it. They really could. They're only two games shy of the division now. And the Titans are in very poor shape at the moment. It's I, They could close that gap very quickly. Um, Bryce, to answer your question, it's Tom Brady in the Burgundy, Maroon, whatever they call it. You can never count him out, unfortunately. When they were losing at halftime, I was like, yes, we finally got rid of him, everybody. And then they came back and won. So you can't get rid of him. I mean, he was slow. just off all like day. Him. Brady was off all day. I don't know if it was a reads or a, the scheme that uh, Colts made up, but he was making terrible decisions. He was leaving big first downs on the field all day. It just didn't impress me. Mm. Yeah, his play's been kind of shaky this year. I mean, obviously, he's had great moments. <clears throat> he looked like the MVP for some part of the beginning of the season, but so did Russell Wilson last year. And he's looked like mid to late season Russell Wilson this year. So uh, so far in the mid to late season this year, it's uh, it, I'd be nervous if you're a Bucks fan because they spent half this season so far looking like they're ready to repeat. And, and then uh, the half this season, injuries. yeah, they've been massively hampered by that. But then they weren't. They also weren't in that great a place to start with. No, I mean just they signed fine. Richard Sherman and tried. And tried mm-hmm. to make him a starting cornerback, and that just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. You can't be midway through a season with Super Bowl aspirations like the Bucks were, and, and try, yeah, and try and start old veterans like Richard Sherman. Yeah, straight off the free agent market, it's just not realistic. I'd expect that from barely wild card to, uh, contenders, not mm. not the Bucks. You just reminded me of something, Price. Did you know Danny Amendola still plays? I was shocked yes. when I saw that today. Isn't he for Houston? Yeah. If I mistake, yeah. I was like, what? Right. I thought you just went away. Yeah, I mean, he, he could have retired three years ago and no one would have known. No. It's like Danny Woodhead years ago. No one remembered him. He just retired out of nowhere. No one cared. Danny Woodhead was really good for He Tennessee, was good, though. Yeah. 
probably the only white running back that's been good besides McCaffrey. Mm, never healthy. I mean, we could talk about that. Cam Newton got benched for XFL legend and poster embraces and, bedroom type uh, uh, <laughs> PJ Walker. Josh I mean, Johnson even got in the game today. You see that, Bryce? Did he actually? Converted a two-point conversion. Yeah, ran it in. It's a good day for XFL, then. Bob Stoops coming back to Oklahoma for one game. A great day for the brand. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, going back to your Cam Newton point, I just – I think the first two games that he was back with Carolina just were fluke games almost. I mean, he ran for a touchdown through for one, but there is nothing super impressive like prime Cam Newton. I think his first game when he said, I'm back, was back to his Patriots days, not Carolina. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. I think that he's uh... – I mean, he had 92 yards and two INTs. What's didn't he have like a 5.8 passer rating too? If I'm mistaken. Yeah, it was it was it was unbelievably bad. He's uh, I mean, I think I, I think he fits better in Carolina's offense. But what the hell is Carolina's offense? They've relied on one of the best defenses in the NFL all season, but they still I don't you know they're losing games. You know. Six to six to twelve, you know. I don't think Carolina's offense even knows what they are. No, and they don't have an identity. Christian McCaffrey just got hurt again. Rest in peace, fantasy is. team. It was. Are you going to rely on Cam Newton to be your starting quarterback and let eighteen million dollar Sam Darnold ride the bench, or are you going to just stick with your financial? Are you going to stick with him because mm. you paid him eighteen million dollars guaranteed? Or are you going to actually go out and sign somebody and fix your mistakes? Did you ever just, see that, like, stat or whatever about the replacements? No. So the way, the way it breaks down, right, the Panthers technically are still paying Cam from that contract, you know, two years ago or whenever he signed an extension, right? Mm-hmm. So they're paying Cam Newton's original deal. They're paying Teddy Bridgewater to play for the Panthers. They're paying Sam Darnold now to play hurt for the Panthers and then next year with his fifth year option. Million. And now they have to pay Cam a little bit less, but they have to pay him his money from years ago and then a little bit less. Of and on top of yeah, that. You're paying, you're paying Cam for two contracts. And he's not even the best quarterback on the roster. P.J. Walker is. I mean... You know it's bad when P.J. Walker checks in the game and his first drive is two sacks and an interception. And I love the guy. He was great in the XFL, but what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, you know, he's, clear, he, he's also – he's had his moments. He's proven that he can be like a backup in the NFL, I would say. Carolina Maybe. loves him too. Yeah. Well, because, you know, he, he, he fit that Sam Donald play style and uh, an incredibly important thing that people don't consider about backup is that their play style needs to be comparable to the play style of the starter so they don't have to rearrange the entire offense mid-game if their starter goes down. Right. You know, PJ gives them that. But he's also and, the backup, and the backup's backup for a reason. There's a reason they didn't feel confident going with him moving forward and why they signed Cam Newton instead. But which one of them is really a better option at this point? Yeah, not for anything, but the narrative has very much changed on Matt Rule and Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. They were believed to be great signings. 
Now, I feel like I Joe Brady think, would like be lucky to keep the OC job. I still think Joe Brady can be good. That's the thing. He stuck with Sam Darnold, P.J. Walker, and Cam Newton as his starting quarterbacks with no offensive line. And I don't know, does he even have a tight end? He barely has a running back. They I'm not sure it's all his fault. Dan Arnold, and he was great for that offense in the beginning of the season. And then they traded him to Jacksonville. I mean, to get who? Henderson? And I thought yeah, that was CJ okay. Henderson. But the yeah. secondary isn't the part that needed help. They were yeah, yeah, and then they, got they went out and signed Stefan Gilmore afterwards. Their secondary was already one of the better better ones in the NFL at the time. Like, you traded away one of the very few weapons you had on offense to get a position, <laughs> to get like a, a second to third to fourth string cornerback. I think he's good one. enough to make it work, but the, it, the position is significantly less important than a starting quality tight end who can make plays. One thing I didn't understand from this Panthers game, too, is their second-round receiver, Terrace Marshall, was a healthy scratch for a mm-hmm. six-round rookie. Yeah. What are you that, uh, trying Smith. to prove there? Yeah, Shai Smith. Yeah. What are you trying to prove there? How bad your second-round draft pick was or how mm-hmm. bad you are? Is it sort of disciplinary action? No, yeah, it's like, not. Did he do it's something? Just, no. Or is it, is it sort perfectly of... Fine. Is it the is it sort of a wake up call, like a slap on the back of the wrist, saying, "Hey, man, you sit this one out and you think about what you've not done, which was score for us and make good plays." I mean, it might be, but look who he has thrown to him. Yeah, he's it, had it just three different starting quarterbacks. They should have won. Yeah, I mean, he's had three quarterbacks throw him the mm-hmm. ball in the past month. Yeah, and also Great. though, of all the guys you're gonna scratch, really, your draft picks. Over yeah. who, 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 what deep rotational piece on piece at that position could you have not? Did, did, did you decide to hold on to instead of just activating them both? Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna pick and choose, Robbie Anderson hasn't done anything all year. Yeah, that's a guy you could bench, give your young guys a chance. You don't bench the young guys who have barely had a time, chance in this league in order, you know, over the favor of an underperforming veteran who's gonna be under contract anyway, right? Yeah, they yeah, resigned to an true. extension in season. Yeah. Well, let's keep on this narrative changing basically week by week. Justin Herbert really isn't the golden boy anymore. No. I'm so disappointed. Honestly. <laughs> I Chargers mean, are still a very young team. That's the thing. Yeah. I can't think expect they... consistency. Yeah, I think they peaked a little too early than what they probably should have because they still have a few holes that they need to address. They, they're they still young at a lot of positions. Herbert's still trying to learn the system. They got, they got a rookie head coach. I mean, they're just young everywhere. I can't expect them to play like they did all season. I think mm-hmm. that the first four, five, six weeks, whatever it was, was kind of a fluke for first year very fair mm-hmm. but then also like it's the broncos and they should beat the broncos that's fair yeah i mean javante williams just dominated that defense somehow and drew lock trying to drew lock is going to be the geno smith of his draft class he's probably going to lose well he lost the starting job 
he's probably going to leave Denver because he thinks he's going to get some second chance, and then he's just going to play. And so he'll go to Jets. <laughs> no, he's uh, gonna he's gonna randomly show up be, uh, behind veteran QB. Yeah, he, he's gonna break you know. whoever has like the longest streak now. He's gonna break like Herbert's streak of consecutive starts, probably in like <laughs> ten years. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be he's gonna be the backup to a, a red veteran QB who gets hurt. Remember, gonna be like, oh yeah, you remember him from the 2018, 19, the 2019 uh, quarterback draft class, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah, you know, just like the 2013 QB draft class. Yeah, Geno Smith, that guy, I remember. He's going to crop up. It'll be eight years, eight years from the time he was drafted. Just like Geno Smith. when Matt Barkley was the best quarterback from that draft class. Yeah, it's embarrassing that he's the best, that he was the best guy. I feel horrible as a Bills fan for the fact that EJ Manuel turned out to be what he turned out to be. But I mean, think about it now. I mean, uh, it even only a few years later, you know, quarterbacks of equitable talent level are being drafted early in the first round out of necessity by desperate teams. But that wasn't the method back then. I mean, these guys are getting drafted late in the first, you know, early in the second. They were the top of the class at quarterback. Two games that had surprising amounts of playoff implications, the Giants and Eagles. We, I don't want to talk about that at all. I just had to mention it that it, it happened. It kind of and it kind of had major playoff implications because both those teams are this close in the hunt. And Giants fans think like, oh, maybe we're a fringe playoff team. You're not. You, you beat the Eagles. I'll give you that. It's a it's a good win on your resume. You beat but Jalen Hurts. Who cares? Yeah, hang on. But this incredibly hurt Giants team almost toppled the Bucks. Yeah, but they didn't. So like. <laughs> Almost toppled the Chiefs too. Yeah, they okay. got they were this close to a lot of to being a lot of good teams, and they're very but much I in the mean, hunt. I think they're hard, they're they're one game outside of the wildcard spot right now. I mean, if we're gonna play the almost beat these good teams, Detroit has two, and they ain't yeah. getting credit. I so think that Detroit. Not? I still maintain that Detroit are probably the best winless team. Oh, they are. We've ever seen, and I'm gonna they keep saying beat that. the Bears. They should have beaten like four teams this year. They should be. And now like, they're going to be lucky to get one win this year. Yeah, which I mean isn't a terrible thing because then you can just load up on draft pick. So <laughs> I'm not sure what you want to do here. Vikings, 49ers, also that was playoff fantastic games everywhere. Please, Minnesota, please, please fire Mike Zimmer. Mm. He's five overdue. and six, still in the playoff spot. Didn't they sign him to an extension just like last year? I think they it doesn't him. matter. Pay just like pay his grandkids. Just get rid of him. He's holding the franchise hostage and back. I hate seeing that like guy who has just problem after problem, and every season it's like, oh, Mike Zimmer has this wrong with him, and now this is wrong. Just please get rid of him. He's I easily think... my top five, like, least favorite NFL head coach. And I understand, like, oh, we paid Kirk a lot of money. That's a problem, too. Kirk is fine. Get rid of Mike Zimmer. Kirk's was having a, a quietly great season. Yeah, I know. But just Mike Zimmer is a buffoon. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that he they need, they need to change that up quickly before they lose all the talent they have in this roster. By the way, Dalvin Cook also went down today. Dislocated shoulder, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, also, speaking of injuries, um, Jack Conklin um, is believed to have uh, torn his patella tendon during the Ravens' Which time. is a terrible injury for, a for massive, the Browns. Massive loss saw, for that offensive line. We saw what happened after he left the game. Baker couldn't. Yeah. He didn't saw, have time in, in the pocket. Yeah, and you saw that last-minute drive they were doing. They, they blew that. Yeah. They blew the pocket up. In, in incredible fashion of four straight times. Baker did a decent job in there just getting the ball out there. You oh, know, yeah. I mean one of them was one of them was was a tough catch but dropped and you know the other three were off target. But uh it's back to that back to Niners game though I think this is what everyone hoped for from the Niners offense mm-hmm. going into the offseason. I mean Elijah Mitchell had 133 yards and touchdown. Debo Samuel, he's been having a great season running the ball lately. I don't know what got into him. Yeah. But he had 66 rushing yards in TD plus another, was it, 12 yards receiving. Ayuk had three for 91 and I don't know what got into them, but Jimmy G looked somewhat decent. Mm-hmm. And uh, Elijah Mitchell went off. He was fantastic today. Yeah, who would have told you, if you told me earlier this season that Elijah Mitchell would get 27 touches, sorry, 32 touches, including receptions. <laughs> I can't believe, over Trey Sermon, their second-round pick. Yeah. I mean, hey, man, the kid's got it. He got 133 I'll, yards rushing, 35 yards receiving, touchdown. I'll give it to them. Yeah. All but right. that Delvin Cook injury could be big for them throughout the rest of the season and through the playoffs mm-hmm. if it's a long-term injury because he's kind of what their offense relies on the whole the whole game. Yeah, definitely. Everyone's favorite time of Sunday night. Best time of the year. Well, I mean, we do it every week. It's not like it comes up once a year. It feels but, like it sometimes, but yeah. It feels like I waited a year every time. Fair, I guess. <laughs> Talking about players dropping their nuts on the table. Let's go first. Bryce, you want to go? I mean, it's going to be obvious. It's playoff Lenny for me. Yeah, At 100 so. yards, yeah, 100 yards and four touchdowns, he was the only one that actually made a big impact on that Buccaneers, uh, Buccaneers offense. Yeah, if it wasn't for him, I think Indy would have won. I mean, yeah, he took twenty-eight of Tampa Bay's thirty-eight points in. That's he horrifying. Had, he had a uh, Jonathan Taylor type game against the Colts. Yeah, it's crazy. A little bit of vengeance, I guess. Yeah. Thanks so much, Tampa Bay. I know. Really appreciate it. All right, um, my player, my my my. DYO and POTW uh, is probably Joe Mixon. I, I, I'm loving this yeah, sort very of good game. This turn back in time that Joe Mixon has been experiencing for part of this season, most of this season, even. Um, touchdowns I mean, great. Yeah, two touchdowns today. Yeah, 12 touchdowns in the last eight games and at least one touchdown per game over that span. Um, 28 rushes for 165 is a pretty efficient day and um two touchdown rushes you know yeah um yeah he, what's he's... crazy is 
Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, he, you know, the, this offense is finally getting to lean on that running back and not put it all on Joe Burrow to succeed. And I am so happy for it because it lets Joe Burrow grow. He said in his, his press conference that um, he uh, he fell in love with the big play, with the splash play, and it started to cost him after you know, his team's adjusted to that. And um, now he's being a little more reasonable, and Joe Mixon lets him do that and gives this offense that integrity that they needed. What's crazy is, too, this offense isn't even done growing either. No. They're still a very young team. They got Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, young Joe Burrow. That offensive mm-hmm. line is very young still. Yeah. Sky's the limit still. And we haven't seen the peak of this offense yet, and it's almost scary. Definitely. I totally forgot about that game just because Ben was so bad. Yeah. Well, needs no one thought about it. Retire. Yeah. Go home. He should have retired last year. Remember like two, three years ago where he went, mm, I don't know if I've got it anymore. After he threw like five picks in a game. Yep. This is bad Nate Peterman impression. He didn't have it anymore. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, I mean, he made his money, so shouldn't yeah, be he stuck around for another three seasons. You know, <clears throat> he should have retired when the Steelers were Go out when you're on yeah. top. Uh, mine. One and only John Franklin Myers, Texas boy, back in Texas. Apparently, he had sixty people to buy tickets for, which is ridiculous. I don't know, like, why. He has to worry about buying them tickets. It, it, like they have jobs and they live in Texas, anyways. Uh, two sacks, an interception, thirty-two yard return. Had CJ Mosley worried that he was going to hurt himself. Glad he didn't. Uh, since he signed that contract and went to London and met OCU and Yora, he kind of went through a little bit of a rough patch. But it's a new page for JFM. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, no, he made his presence felt. That's mm-hmm. all you can really ask for. Yeah. Fantastic game, yeah. That is gonna wrap up week twelve. It was a it was a tough one to watch. But mm. we'll be back on Tuesday talking about Fell asleep for the early games, but yeah. Yeah, I usually do. We're out. <laughs>